You know how sometimes you just keep thinking about eating a specific kind of sweet or like a burger or chocolate and you keep telling yourself, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I'm going to be healthy. I'm not going to eat a full chocolate bar. <laughs> I won't. And then one day, one day it's just too much and you just have to get the chocolate bar. And you don't just get one chocolate bar. No, no, no. Because you waited for so long, you're getting two and you're going to eat all of them. So many of them that you get so sick of it and so nauseous that for at least two, three months, whenever you see that chocolate bar, you're like, oh no, 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 I'm good. I tried that a while ago. I hated it. I'm not having it. That is me and time off. But I'm trying to learn and we're going to talk about it all today. This is The Incompetence Project, episode number two. So today was one of those days where I fully caved and went overboard and bought the two bars of chocolate. Except the two bars of chocolate actually represent me taking a full day off. And in my head, true relaxation. A real day off just means that you have to lay in bed and do absolutely nothing. So that's what I did today. I woke up, took a shower, put on another pajama and just went into bed and just spent my time watching Netflix or reading gossip sites, just just honestly doing absolutely nothing. And it makes me anxious. And maybe for the first three, four hours, I really enjoy it. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Like, I don't have to get into work. I don't have to do nothing. I'm just being so zen. I'm finally taking time for myself. The next, like, six, eight hours of that day, I get, like, a little fidgety. And I'm like, ugh, God, I hate this. This is not fun. Ugh. And then I get to a point where I'm so fed up with relaxing that I know that the next two, three months, I won't need a day off. I won't need to relax because I'm over it. The chocolate has made me nauseous. My plan worked once again. As you may have gathered, my mindset about taking a day off isn't exactly healthy. Neither is my way of dealing with food I shouldn't eat. However, if you're wondering how I got to this conclusion that my way of coping with time off and balancing life and work is very off, it's all thanks to a meme. It was a meme that started with, how do you know you have internalized capitalism? What follows next is a list. And this is how it starts. Number one, you determine your worth based on your productivity. You feel guilty for resting. Your primary concern is to make yourself profitable neglect your health and you think hard work is what brings happiness. I am truly a little ashamed to admit that every single sentence completely applies to me. If you heard that list and you recognize these sentences as it in being you, welcome to the club and welcome on figuring this out today here on this episode. I think the start of how we are going to resolve this little issue is with acceptance. So let's just repeat it. I've become that meme. Yeah, I've become that person and I am that friend. I am that friend that is too busy. I am that friend that doesn't always have time to go for a coffee or to do something fun because there's something else needs to be done. And I'm also that friend that does tend to complain about how busy she is, even though if she would really, really want to, she could change it. She could say no to a certain project. She could just get herself a free morning and do whatever she needs to do. No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm the girl that goes, oh, I'm so busy. I can't do that. I'm like, did I tell you I'm busy? Because I'm, I'm not sure if I told you I'm busy. And there, sometimes there is a sense that I, I'm afraid that I'm making my busyness a part of my 
personality, as in a part of me being a human being. I'm just a busy human. And I am starting to feel like it's time that I let go of that because it's such an easy thing to put a label on or to say, because I'm busy, I'm needed. Or because I'm busy, at least I'm doing something good. Now I'm a busy person. I've got things going on. I'm on top of my, I'm like Beyonce. I use my 24 hours really efficiently. I'm my own Sasha Fierce. I'm getting to that great career because I am just busy. This validation I get out of seeing a very busy diary or a busy work day is only a half validation Be because you would expect that that busyness for me is enough because it shows me what I said, that I'm important, that I'm needed, that I'm just a spill in this world of craziness and that if you take me out, some stuff won't be happening because I'm so busy, like tons of stuff is happening because of me. However, I am actually not that proud of me being busy. I am not that proud of that stupid filled up diary. More than anything, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed of my busyness. Three weeks ago, I went on a trip throughout Europe. I started in Munich, I went to Switzerland, Italy, back to Switzerland, back to Germany. And uh, these were the only three weeks I will have off in the next year, which will be the year that I graduate. So in all honesty, kind of like the three weeks I would have to fully get charged for the busy year ahead. So you would assume that I would take these three weeks to really fully soak in the nice food, the sun, to spend time with my family, which I don't see that often because of course I live abroad. And I did a, a, a little bit of that, just not that much, just just not enough. I brought this massive bag filled with my laptop, my microphone, like some articles I was working on, my hard drive. I literally just brought my laptop with all my work, which was just so smart to begin with. I cannot imagine that. I never imagined that that would be such a silly idea, knowing how bad I am at taking time off to put the forbidden fruit in front of my face while I have big issues. I'll give it into my strong temptations. It shows you that, you know, I, I have a lot of self-reflection to do. I have a lot of, a lot of learning. As you by now probably have imagined, I ended up working quite a big chunk of my trip abroad. I would, you know, my, my family would drag me out on trips during the day, which was fantastic because I'm afraid otherwise I would have hardly even done that. But at nighttime, I would literally just lock myself up in a room and write. And sometimes I would wake up extra early to write or to record or to edit. And it was just like while I was doing it, a part of me definitely didn't realize that this might not be like the smartest idea, but I just wanted to get it done. I just wanted to get going. I wanted to stay ahead of the game. And the second we came back, the second I sat in my room and I knew I had to work the day after just to go back to my normal, you know, full-time work week, I realized, my God, woman, this was your moment. And you didn't just let it slip. Actively, completely killed it off. For what? For actually what? So this week, while I was working my regular 40-hour work week, I thought about that question a lot. I kept asking myself, what was it that made me work during a holiday? How did I become that parent that you see in those teenage movies that when the whole family goes a little trip abroad, that the dad is always on the phone, like yelling at his employees, and then the kid asks, oh, dad, do you want to come out to the beach and play? And dad goes, no, I cannot come. I have to work. Daddy is busy. How did I become that woman? at 20 I don't even have a cool job like I'm still studying I just it's just I have no excuses and I'm just 
I'm kind of shocked that I saw myself in that horrific character that I always hated so proficiently when I was young and watching those fantastic teenage movies. How did I become that person? What in my head, what in my mind makes me feel like this is how I should do this? Why am I incompetent at being on holiday? That's the big question. That's this whole episode today. I am an incompetent holiday person. Sad. Now that I've fully opened up to you about the severity of my relaxation problem, as we might call it, I think it's time to talk about the theories I have come up with that might explain my silly behavior. Because as I said, I have a busy schedule. I'm kind of ashamed of it, but I can't let it go for the life of me. And the first theory I have has everything to do with hustling. Does my excessive working come from the feeling that I need to hustle and that I need to become number one and that I need to feed my ego because we kind of love being number one. On my worst days, I do tend to the list all the people that work really hard. I start thinking about Steve Jobs and Elon Musk never take days off and they became great and they became legends because they were always working. Isn't that what Will Smith said in an interview not too long ago? Like the big difference between me and the other guy is when he's asleep, I'm working. So there is a very strong focus, obviously, on working and hustling really hard if you want to get to the top. The only issue with that theory is that I, I genuinely don't have a very strong desire to be number one or to be everyone else in my field and, and get to the absolute ultimate top and make all the monies and buy all the cars. That truly isn't it for me. Um, as cliche as it sounds, I just want to be the best version of myself and challenge myself in as many ways and grow in as many ways. So like editing and writing more just means I get better at my craft, not better at becoming number one. So for me, I put that theory aside, a theory of I'm hustling because I know I need to be number one and number one just needs to hustle harder than number two. That personally wasn't it for me. And I'm going out on a limb here, but I think that if there are people listening in who have the same issue as me, like really, really struggling, just taking time off and truly relaxing for a bit, it's also the silliest way of doing it, in my humble opinion. Because if you want to be really good and if you want to create stuff that is better than others or that's more innovative or that has just a different quality to it, taking time off and recharging and replenishing yourself is kind of the way to go. It's kind of the way to be creative, stay creative and to see new things you haven't seen before. Because if you're overworking and you're constantly going, and I can say this from very much real life, all the time experiences, your mind, at least for me, there's not a lot of space left for creativity. There's not a lot of space left for thinking outside of the box or for coming up with a whole new solution or looking at something very fresh because you are pushing yourself too far, because you are getting into this automatic way of living because that's the only way you can keep going with the limited resources of energy you have left. You know, I fully realize that I'm the biggest hypocrite for saying on a podcast that you should relax and recharge so you can be better at your day-to-day life when the whole podcast is about how I cannot do exactly that. (laughs) However, I feel like if I find the answer as to why I cannot relax, I can actually treat it. And I have a second theory as to why I cannot just put my feet up and drink a cocktail in the sunshine. I named the second theory guilt with a capital G. Guilt because I feel like I cannot relax because I've not done enough. I've not achieved enough. I'm in my mid-20s and I'm not 
I'm not gone viral. I'm not on the front page of Time magazine being the youngest millionaire, even though my rich family maybe helped me with that. But the point is, in this modern day and age, you see people in their successes all over. People who are young and, and who create an app and become millionaires, who are great influencers or who are just great singers, then they get a deal and then are, their name is Billie Eilish and they're like 16 and then crazy talented and there's you sitting on your holiday not achieving greatness. So how can I then relax and sit back and not achieve greatness? And once again, back to the first theory. For me, greatness is not about me becoming famous or becoming Billie Eilish, although it would be kind of cool, you know. Um, greatness for me is more in a sense of the world has given me a lot, given me a lovely family, lovely friends, great tiny feet, which is, you know, nice with buying shoes. So I, I genuinely really want to give back. I want to, in the smallest way, shape or form, find a way to give back to a world and a society that has given me a lot. And with my set of skills, with, you know, it might not be curing cancer or, or, fighting major crime it might be smaller more media related but there must be a way I can do it and for me then being on a holiday and relaxing and taking time for myself I'm not working towards that goal of, of putting something back into a world that gives me so much so it's guilt of you're out here doing nothing while there's so much that could be changed and there might be a way of you helping that change happen and while this way of thinking of me is, is so angelical and so sweet um, to really want to work hard so you can give back, it, it's still not healthy. And the more I thought about it, I, I did realize that guilt was a very, very big um, force in my life that makes me quite disciplined and it keeps me working and it keeps me going. And I realized there's also another element to it. My third theory is all about ego the sense that we tend to follow our egos a lot and more importantly we tend to do a lot of things to build and grow our ego. I think and I think most people do have this in a certain sense that you always look at yourself differently. So for me for example other people can take three weeks off that is 100% understandable. Other people can say you know what I cannot be reached for these upcoming weeks you know, when I'm back, we'll get on it. And I'll be like, fantastic, good, take time for yourself, recharge, you need it. I say that for others, but it doesn't apply to me. And it doesn't apply to me because I need to do better. I need to be stronger. I need to be more disciplined. I need to hustle harder. And it is not because I think I am super untalented or I just need more work than others do. I have just, I don't know. I, in all honesty, I just don't know why I think this, but I really, really do. Other people, please go on a holiday and please don't do what I do because it's not healthy and I'm fully aware that it's not, but I cannot stop it. Besides the fact that I put these unreasonably high expectations on myself and just myself, there's also one final element that I think in general plays into almost any situation you ever find yourself in, and that element is fear. For me, that fear always comes back to the fact that time just passes. Time never comes back. So when I am relaxing and when there's a day that I don't do anything productive and I would just like read a book or cook or anything, for me that means what did I miss out on? The fear of what could I have done with these hours that I did not do? The fear of 
what if today was a massive opportunity if I had done that or if I had sent that email or if I had handed that paper in or whatever it is, what if today was that day and I missed it? And I just completely, because of my feeling of having to relax, I missed a major opportunity. See, whenever I just keep working and whenever I accept another shift at work or whenever I take all my work on holiday, I can at least tell myself I do not need to feel guilty because I did everything I could work-wise. I don't have to be fearful because I did everything I could in the time I had. So there's, I couldn't have missed anything because I was at it. I was there. I was present. I did all of the stuff. And let's be real, there's also, of course, a part of my ego that I can say, well, you know what, girl, you work so hard. Even today, you had that full-on work day. Look at you being a boss-ass bitch. All those elements, the fear, the guilt, the ego, I feed all of those whenever I keep working. And in that way, I can keep the beast all nice and relaxed in a corner. The fact that it's always growling at me and it's taking up all my attention and it drains the living hell out of me is like a whole teeny tiny detail I like to completely look over, but at least the beast is there. It's in the corner and it's sort of not attacking me and that's fantastic, so we're keeping it that way. I'll keep feeding that guilt, I keep feeling that fear, keep feeling that ego, and you know, that's how me and Bello will just keep it going. Except my theory, me feeding Bello in that corner over there, it's backfired big time on me. Um, <laughs> this summer has been a health issue summer. I've had crazy headaches, weird little bumps and stuff that I would end up at the doctor's. I don't feel that great. And a doctor being like, yeah, you know, it looks like you're quite stressed out and your muscles are so tense that it's giving you migraines and all these little tiny health issues, which aren't a massive deal, so I could sort of glance over them, but there were so many at the same time that I just had to face the fact. I had to hear the fat lady sing, sing the words, girl, you work too much, you gotta stop. So my body's telling me I need to stop. You know, I'm, I'm hard-headed, but I'm not that thick, so I've decided that me and Bello are gonna have to have a different relationship. I cannot keep feeding him those three naughty, naughty, unhealthy pieces of meat no more ego no more fear no more guilt i need to feed him balance which is just so much work so here's a theory i have about bello the dog as i said he's in a corner he's growling he's not actively attacking me but he's not nice he's not like a nice dog you take out for walks you cuddle and it comes home after like a long work day and wiggles his tail and then barks and is all happy to see bello doesn't do that bello is not a happy dog so I've decided this. I am not going to do work on my phone if I don't have to. I am going to plan time that I'm going to work. So if I'm going to work from two to four in an article, that's it. I'm not going to work. What I normally do is start at two and then say, oh, just look at it for two hours and then work to like eight or ten. And most importantly of all, I think it's time that I change what I see as work because not everything I do is actually work. I just make it feel that way and I just give it that label and with work comes sort of stress and obligations and not fun times or happy times or none of that and it, it doesn't have to be that way changing your mindset is the way to go a great example of me having to change my mindset surrounding what I see as work is actually this podcast I am still very much working through this being very much outside of my comfort zone in the sense that I feel still some strong like I have that voice in my head telling me that I'm incredibly narcissistic for thinking that my views on not taking a holiday is interesting enough to be recorded 
and just working on this in general it's still a skill I need to develop so there is a part of this podcasting is work I'm actively trying to be better actively trying to work on it however a big part of it is that I also quite enjoy doing this and and I really like to talk <laughs> so seeing this podcast as an expression of my individuality or my creativity or just me as a person makes it more fun it makes it something fun I can do at the end of a workday and not another five-hour shift after having done an eight-hour shift same goes back to writing articles or columns or anything part of it is work because whenever I write something or I create stuff as you know there's that voice telling me I'm narcissistic and not nice but I also really like writing so this is just me telling me that just because I label it work it doesn't mean it has to be um that in all honesty so much stuff that I do is actually really fun and really great and if I just focus more on the great and fun aspects instead of the aspects that make it work or challenging we're halfway there right the other day I was talking to some friends about you know they kindly asked me how was your holiday and I responded with you know it was honestly really lovely but I'm just super stupid because it could have been way more relaxing and way more recharging if I would have just taken the time off and and I don't know why I keep pushing myself so unnecessarily and why I have to keep working and I mentioned as well that I wanted to record the second episode and I kept sort of putting it off because it felt after I'd worked for eight hours and then coming home and then picking up the microphone it was a whole other work night and I would have two work shifts back to back and then my friend said she was like you know it also has to be something you like to do it also has to be something you find fun and I intuitively responded with I really think it's super fun and I really like doing it when I said it, I was like, you know what? I, I do really like doing it. So why do I see it as work? Why have I labeled it as another thing on my to-do list when it's actually something that I could see as a relaxing tool? When I'm really stressed, sometimes I just start to cook because I like chopping up things. My favorite thing is to chop up mushrooms. It's just so satisfactory to have a really sharp knife and to just chop it up like really finely. And I just end up like chopping up all the mushrooms and it just makes me so relaxed and calm. Why do I not see creating this podcast that way or writing a column or things that I would normally sort of push off? Because the reason why I push them off and the reason why I see it as work is because I want to do it perfectly. I want to do a really good job. And again, I feel like I have to do better than others. What I create has to be outstanding. What I create cannot have imperfect audio or a sentence that doesn't work well. Others can have that, sure, because other people are human, but for some reason I am this weird alien that has to perform on perfection levels that people can't even reach. So if I take that away, that issue that I mentioned in the first episode as well, that silly idea that I feel like I have to do everything great or I don't do it at all, if I take that away and I just take it back to... I like doing this. I have a lot of joy. I find a lot of like relaxation in creating something nice. At least 50% of what I see as work becomes passionate hobbies instead of work, which means I will like half my workload by just changing my mindset. That's just, I came up with that concept just right here, right now. And I think it's quite smart. So, you know, if you listen to me babbling on about my first world problem of not going on a holiday when I'm on a holiday and you find yourself constantly working and constantly saying yes to projects or not honoring your free time or your space, ask yourself, why do you do that? Is it 
maybe the first thing I mentioned, is it because you want to be number one and that's just your goal and you're working towards it? Is it the fear? Is it guilt? Is it maybe your ego? You know, if you are like me and you, you find yourself slowly actually getting some physical issues from all like the work and not enough relaxation, take it seriously because you and I, we both deserve to be healthy. We both deserve to have full eight hours of sleep um to sometimes say to people I would love to work on that project but you know what I was gonna go read a book all weekend and it's just not happening because I think that is something that I need to realize as well is that while I am quite a a strong and opinionated woman I don't take up enough space when it comes to my free time and it comes to honoring my schedule and myself Yes, it's great to say yes to people when they ask for your help. And yes, it's fantastic that you're doing all different projects or working super hard towards your goals. But not to make it really depressing, (laughs) but I'm going to make it really depressing. I was thinking this the other day, what if next week I'm run over by a car? Heaven forbid, please, please don't do this, any cars. But what if that happened? That means that I will have spent an entire summer not spending enough quality time with my family, with my friends, because I was working towards a goal that I don't even exactly know what it is, but just because I want to keep that dog in the corner, that dog that gives me a feeling that I constantly need to work and that I do not have the authority to say, I'm taking a day off, I deserve some time for myself and then I'll die and, and I could have spent three weeks just spending quality time with my family and instead I spent half the time working on articles I could have written when I was back. You know, I said it's a little depressing. <laughs> but it's true. Like, none of us know when we're going to die. Time is incredibly precious. And yes, I do feel like I always need to use my time super efficiently. But, you know, spending time with your parents playing stupid board games is a very useful way of spending time reading a really good book that moves you and that recharges you and makes you think in the world in a different more positive light that is a very efficient way of using time I need to stop seeing work as the end all and be all of things using time that is fleeting in a valuable way doesn't mean I have to work it away it means I have to enjoy it and that's what I really want to try I need to enjoy enjoy things more and I think one of the best ways to do that is to slow it down and to be more conscious and to just be more aware so yeah you know me working is also to a certain extent just a part of me I always like to be active and I'd like to just get on with things you know for me a holiday on the beach for eight days doesn't sound that appealing and that is fine too it is fine that I'm more of a constantly active person But what I think I have mistakenly thought about relaxation or time off or recharging is that it means that I have to like lay flat and do nothing. That recharging means laying on a sunbed and just turning around every 20 minutes to get that perfect tan. Because that sounds like a nightmare to me. Relaxing, just like anything else in life, is whatever you believe it to be. So if relaxing for me means chopping up mushrooms and making a great mushroom pasta that's fantastic if that means for someone else to sleep in until two that's fabulous if for someone else that means you go run like 10k fantastic relaxation doesn't mean doing nothing and once again if I 
reframe that mindset around the word relaxation or around the word recharging and self-care and I fill it in a way that is compatible to me and you do that when it's compatible to you maybe it won't feel that if I do something that isn't work it's wrong and on top of that if I keep in mind that whenever I do this relaxation that will add to my productivity when I am actually working it's a double whammy so what I need to do is reframe my mindset on what is and what isn't work focus more on the positive aspects of whatever I do see as work I want to find a way that fully fits me when it comes to relaxation so whether that means I will actively start cooking more or I will do more yoga or take long walks with friends and finally be fully aware of the fact that me taking time off and me saying no to some stuff means that I'll do better at the things I say yes to. That's it. I think this is me fully committing to buying tons of mushrooms and drinking more water because you always got to drink more water. So right now I'm going to put my words into actions. It is 10 o'clock at night which means that I'll have two more hours before I go to bed which means that I have two hours of true relaxation ahead of me and I can fill it in whatever way I'd like. So I've decided that I'm going to make myself a cup of hot cocoa, which I don't care if it's summer, that stuff just makes me super happy. I'm going to watch an Indian movie about pads because I've been told it's fab and it's on Netflix and we're doing it. I'm going to paint my toenails in a funky red and I'm just going to put on some clean pajamas and enjoy this for me. I'm going to try and turn Bello in that corner from a badass dog to a cute as hell dog, a dog that wiggles his tail and gives me slobby kisses. So here's me, me and my Indian movie about pads, relaxing the night away and style. Music credit goes to La Souterrain with Tukaneba Bar and Lee Fond with Blue Dot Sessions. Created and edited by me, Anne Stoop. <laughs>